don't you just fucking hate when you stand an artist so hard and you stream the music, take the time to just like support them, and then you see them flop on the charts? Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Platinum and Gold. I am your host, Adam the Flop, and you guys, today I have a very special guest with me. He has multiple Diamond certified singles. He is currently sitting at number one on the Billboard Hot 100. He's one of the best-selling artists of all time. <laughs> His name is Patty Pop Culture. Patty, um, thank you so much for joining us. I, <laughs> I flew from Chicago to Tampa. I flew from Chicago to Tampa, took time out of my busy schedule performing on Ellen and getting ready for my Grammys performance to be here. You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) So Patty and I, we are here. um, We're in my apartment and we're pre-gaming because we're about to go to the club. But we figured that we should, you know, record a podcast episode right now while we're a little bit tipsy before we go out (laughs) because we have so much to say and we wanted to talk about underrated pop girls because Patty and I always honestly, we talk about this all the time. Like I've known Patty since I was like 12 and I feel like the majority of our conversations have been about pop stars and pop stars that we stand and pop stars who we think that should be on the top of the charts and I just feel like it's something that, you know, we're both passionate about and I hope you all are passionate about as well. Patty, do you have anything to add? No, seriously though, these artists are so fucking good. We spend so much of our time supporting them, streaming their music and loving them with a passion. And it's not just like to be cool or like hipster, like we like them before they're cool. We genuinely love them and it's really frustrating for us that other people don't. So we want to dedicate a whole episode talking about these underrated girls that we love. Exactly. And... You know, I obviously, like, I don't know, the mo- the majority of the current main pop girls, like, I love, and I'm glad that they are the main pop girls, but I feel like there's just certain underrated pop stars right now that I feel like are doing more than the current main pop girls, and it gets to the point where it's like, okay, when are these artists going to have their moment? These underrated girls are putting out real art, putting their emotions, putting their lives, giving people something they can really connect to and resonate with. And just really doing everything on a deeper level that we're surprised more people aren't connecting to. So we want them to take off. We want them to be number one. We want them to have their moment that they've been waiting for for a long time. Yes. I'm like, okay, I'm the type of person where like, I know I talk about artists who flop a lot. Like my name is Adam the Flop. And a lot of my content on TikTok is based off of like artists who have flopped before. But honestly, a lot of artists who I've talked about, I love and I don't think deserve to flop. And so Patty, so Patty and I created a list of pop stars who we think should be on the top of the charts. These are the most underrated pop girls. They should be, you know, they should be selling out stadium tours, honestly, at this point. They're such great performers, songwriters. They just create, create like such great music and are so good at engaging their fan bases, a.k.a. me and Patty and like any other person who listens to them. Um, but yeah, should we get into it? We need to get into this and keep in mind, we're talking about the pop girls, we're not talking about indie girls. We're talking about girls that are going for the dreams that like Ariana has and like Taylor and Katie have, like they want to take over the whole world and they do have a little bit of success, but they're not quite there yet. But we think their brand, their music should be pushed out to the whole entire world. But for some reason, it's just not clicking with you guys. Yes. Like we really believe in these pop stars like they can do it they really do honestly like i feel like their teams just need to hire me and patty and we can help them get there so if anybody from like their label is listening to this podcast like like please reach out to me and patty and like we will help you guys become a main pop girl but our first artist we have is ava max and i feel like it's very important to start with ava max because she's just like i can't even explain it like She's so iconic and Patty and I were talking about this today, how she never disappoints when it comes to making music. She ever, no, she never disappoints. Like her, her album, Heaven and Hell, so good. Doesn't have any skips. 
And I just know that whenever she releases a new song, like I'm going to like it. So me and Adam saw Ava Max on tour, or not on tour, on a concert. And let me tell you, a whole other side of my personality came out that I've never met before. That was just like the representation and the epitome of happiness came out when I saw Ava Max live. Because all of her songs are such motherfucking bangers. They brought the demonic, satanic, sexy demon banshee out of me when I saw her live. And that's just how powerful she is. Her voice runs circles around your favorite uh, pop girls and that's undeniable not only run circles but she has a message of empowerment of self-love and of just overall happiness in life which is should be our number one goal no matter what and Ava Max is trying to push that to everyone with her and her max cut and you guys just aren't you guys are picking up on it a little bit but not as much as you should be let's talk okay you agree that Ava Max is like kind of having a moment right I agree yeah she she's not underrated in the sense that like she has hits she has Sweet But Psycho, she has Kings and Queens, she has My Head and My Heart. But I feel like a lot of people know those songs, but they don't know Ava Max as an artist. Literally. As opposed to like an artist like Dua Lipa. She has the hits and people are like, oh, this is a Dua Lipa song. And they associate songs with Dua Lipa, but people don't associate Ava Max songs with Ava Max. She's like a BB Rexa type of girl who we all know her music, but like we don't really know her face. And you guys feel the right to sleep on Ava Max, but you don't feel like you need to sleep on Dua Lipa like y- y- and you guys also I'm glad you brought a sweep sweep at psycho because I've been wanting to talk about it for a minute people like to hate on that song why what is there to hate about everyone loves saying oh my god my dog is sweep at psycho you like posting snapshots of your girlfriend being like she's sweep at psycho like so when Ava Max makes a banger per- perfectly encapsulating that that vibe you don't you want to clown it I don't I, I don't I don't get it no, exactly. And it's like, I feel like people are so quick to hate on songs that just get a lot of airplay on the radio. And Sweet But Psycho was like a number one hit on pop radio. So people, I feel like people hear a song and they're like, oh, it's overplayed. I don't like it. But Sweet But Psycho, if you actually listen to it, it's a genuinely like, it's a good pop song. And it, I feel like it's such a good song for Ava too, because it shows her personality. And it should have been a song where people were like, oh, this is an Ava Max song. Like, this is what she's what she's like as an artist. It, ca- it captures like her whole artistry and who she wants to be. So if we were Ava Max and her team, one, we both agreed earlier today that she needs to, even though she's putting on bangers, upon bangers, she needs to show her personality more. You say Sweet But Psycho brings out her personality. She needs to show that a little more. That's what she should do to not be underrated anymore. And second, um, I forgot what I was exactly going to say. But um, yeah. Honestly, this might sound problematic, but I'm all for a PR stunt if it means that one of my favorite artists gets to launch their careers. Ava Max needs to, I feel like, have a PR stunt. If it's a PR relationship, if it's any sort of PR stunt that puts her on the spotlight, has the paparazzi attacking her, wondering, not attacking her, like, I feel like that would be like rude, but like, <laughs> but like everybody wondering what Ava Max is up to. I feel like she just needs that. You know what I'm saying? No, and she has the capability to do that. For some reason, she's just not encapsulating it. So one, Ava Max is going to keep making bangers and she's going to keep doing what she wants to do and she never flops and you guys are gonna just going to have to deal with that because guess what? She's going to be on the radio. But we can actually attribute a little bit of her underration, of her underratedness to herself. We're going to blame Ava Max a little bit for this. Do you agree that Ava Max deserves this? Yeah, I mean, I feel like... I feel like... An artist like Dua Lipa, I, f- I keep bringing Dua Lipa up because I feel like she's just another pop star who like became famous at sort of like the same time as like Ava Max was starting. I feel like Dua Lipa had like the team and like support behind her to create her as like create like an image and a brand. But I feel like, oh, and yeah, yeah. And Dua's, Patty just told me like Dua's boyfriend, Anwar Hadid. Um, but I feel like Ava didn't have any of that you know like i mean she obviously had a team to support her but she didn't have like the brand and i know her max cut like she was trying to get that to be her brand which was like her haircut where she had one side of her hair be long one side be short but i feel like she didn't need that she could have done something totally different with her brand where it could have just shown more of her personality because i love listening to ava max like interviews i love hearing about her um patty and i actually met her and she's such a nice person I fucking adore Ava Max like so much. Like if I can meet her again, I totally would. Like she's just so sweet. She took the time to just like talk to us 
and take photos with us and i really appreciate that and yeah i just i wish i wish you would just like show more of that like show more of her personality because she's so lovable you guys like to say her music sounds like early 2010s pop songs. Like she's trying to be like the new Katy Perry or Gaga. She's not. It sounds like current day pop hits and you guys just can't handle that. I get that's not like she doesn't have a gimmick besides her haircut or like a super unique sound to her songs. But she just makes top tier motherfucking pop songs. And you guys need to appreciate that more. So we need to see less sweet, more psycho of her if she wants longevity. Oh my gosh, I love that. Less sweet, but more psycho. That's actually like, that's perfect. Ava, if you're listening to this, like listen to that. Like that's perfect device. But yeah, when we saw Ava Max, it was just insane. Like Patty and I went crazy. I don't know what happened to us, but we just started in like completely different people. Like, <laughs> and like I've went to a lot of concerts before. Like I've seen Ariana Grande, Camila Cabello. They're both like two of my favorite artists. But when I saw Ava Max, like something different hit me. Like, and Ava actually called out Patty. She saw Patty like going crazy to all of her songs and she was like, What's your name? And she like, I don't know, Patty, you could talk more about that. So like I was just there. I must have like I've never had more intense eye sex with anyone in my life. The whole time I was at that concert, I was looking at Ava Max and Ava Max only. I don't give a fuck about her background dancers who were popping their pussy and shaking their ass in my face. I was looking at Ava Max's eyes, her beautiful brown eyes. And me and her were looking at each other the whole entire motherfucking time. Her eyes were inside me deep inside me and eventually she goes what's your name i see i see you in the crowd and i'm like oh no you know there's no way she's talking about me you know i didn't die and go to heaven but she was i, I looked around and someone in the crowd was like no patty she's talking about you and i go patty my name's patty and I, she didn't hear me at first and i just keep screaming patty patty and she's like patty i like that name and then she said my hair is sweaty and she read me to filth and that's what we want like how about ava max reads like Beyonce to filth on on Twitter or something. How about she starts a public fight with Azalea Banks? Azalea Banks would love that. She needs to start more public fights with people, but anyway, she's called my hair sweaty, but I took it with stride, and then I have a beautiful photo of the two of us. She was on RuPaul's Drag Race. I feel like we're talking about her for too long, but she was on RuPaul's Drag Race, and she really didn't say anything. She like didn't really comment on any of the queens, whereas when Nicki Minaj was on RuPaul's Drag Race, the queen of clout, Nicki Minaj, if she's not the queen of rap, she's the queen of clout, she told one of the queens that she hates her makeup and like got in a fight with her. Like That's what Ava Max needs to bring to the table, and she doesn't. Definitely. We need to see more drama from her for sure. But yeah, we've been talking about her for so long. Patty and I could honestly go on and on about Ava Max. Yeah, we love her so much. Um, I feel like we should bring up the next artist on the list. Okay, let's talk about Zara fucking Larson. Zara Larson has been in the industry for a while now. She released her debut album in 2016 and had some big hits around that year. It's like 2015 to 2017, I feel like, were her years. Like She had Lush Life, Never Forget You, her song with Clean Bandit, Symphony, Ain't My Fault. Yeah, she had so many hit songs. And then when she returned to like her next era in I think it was like 2018 when she released Ruin My Life, like that was pretty that was a pretty big hit still. But then after that, she kind of just like disappeared from the charts a little bit. But I feel like she shouldn't have because her album Poster Girl, which she released last year, absolutely delivered. That fucking album, so good. Like, deserved to be album, deserved to be nominated for a pop album, pop vocal album of the year at the Grammys. Deserved everything and more. Patty, what do you have to say about Zara Larson? So I was never always a Zara Larson stan, and then I watched a live concert of hers where I just like fell in love with her. I haven't even heard half the songs. You know, an artist is good when they can sell you a song upon first listen at a live show, and you just fall in love with them. Like, have you ever gone to a concert where you don't really know the opener or something, but and you don't really care about the opener? Like, it's not like you go to the concert for the opener, but you love them so much, you just stream their music afterwards. Like, that's talent, that's stage presence, and that's what Zara Larson has. She has the full package of a voice, of the body, of the dancing, of the charisma. She has it all. And she has all these uh, soulful, like emotional, relatable pop songs that we can all listen to so much. Like I can name like 50 off the top of my head that I can like listen to in the gym and cry. But people like really, especially in America, just like aren't clicking with her. That's so true. When I think of Zara, I just think of a performer Whenever I watch performance videos of her, she always brings the choreography, the vocals. Like, she is such a good singer. It's crazy. Like, she can outsing almost any of the current main pop girls, to be honest, like, except for maybe Ariana Grande. 
but I don't know, just like her songs, like Patty was saying, like they're relatable and they're just fun to listen to. They're just fun pop songs. And I would love to see her in concert. And I hope that I do one day. I feel like something with Zara Larson, she kind of reminds me of like Taylor Swift in a way where she's really like sweet and not that Taylor Swift is basic, but like she's a bit basic. Do you know what I'm talking about? Taylor Swift represents the average girl and that's why so many people can relate to her. I feel like Zara Larson also represents that too, but Zara Larson, like Taylor Swift will put story writing into her, uh, into her songs. She'll give specific examples in her music and Zara doesn't do that. So maybe Zara could take her already like, super relatable and very listenable and palatable pop songs and maybe put a little bit more of Zara into them so we remember her a little more and we come back for her rather than just her radio hits that we love but we don't really uh, want to remember the singer who is the vocals of them. That's true and it's kind of like we were talking about Ava too like we remember the song but we don't remember the artist well like the general public who listens to the song yeah. And I feel like with Zara, like she has a very good personality. Like I love reading her tweets. She's genuinely just a funny person if you watch her interviews. And I feel like she needs to focus on expanding her fan base more. She needs to post more on social media. And especially like TikTok, I feel like that's the easiest way for an artist to expand their fan base now. I would love to see more of that from Zara. Madonna has a music video where she says, your, your music can make you a star. Your look can make you like... A legend or something but only the press can make you an she says only the press and the people can make you an icon and that's what these people need to put in their lives zara larson ava max their musics are making them stars they're undeniably stars their looks and what they give us and make us feel they're legends but they need to become icons and that's what they're not really doing like there's not a complete package with zara larson even though she has the beautiful face and the beautiful voice and the beautiful body. You guys listen to her songs. You probably don't even like know that you do. But you have to admit, name one thing Zara Larson has done in her free time. Nothing. Exactly. It's like these artists have so much potential. Even the name Zara Larson. That just sounds like a celebrity name. Like somebody that is an A-list celebrity that you can remember forever. But let's talk about the next artist on the list, which is... Let's talk about Sabrina Carpenter because I feel like Sabrina Carpenter is someone who's very famous. Like she has a lot of Instagram followers. I think, I don't know why I know this, but I feel like she has like 26 million Instagram followers and she's just very popular. Like people, she was involved with the scandal with Olivia Rodrigo and how Olivia Rodrigo wrote her song driver's license about Joshua Bassett, how Joshua Bassett was dating Sabrina Carpenter and all of that. So I feel like Sabrina Carpenter gained a lot of fame from that as well. And I feel like as a person, as an actress, a lot of people know who she is. But as a musician, can people name a lot of Sabrina Carpenter songs? Not really. I feel like she's an artist, like, un- unlike Zara and Ava Max, Sabrina Carpenter actually has not had a lot of, like, Billboard radio hits. She has a lot of, she has some hit, she has some songs that have a lot of streams just because she has a big fan base. But she doesn't have the general public's interest yet. Yeah, I agree with that. The first time I ever heard of Sabrina Carpenter was from the Olivia Rodrigo situation. And that just goes to show how much press will get someone in this world, to be honest. And I really liked skin. I feel like Sabrina Carpenter really puts a lot into her songwriting. She makes really personal, beautiful songs, but I feel like she might be focusing. I know this sounds horrible, but a little bit too much on the artistry. And if you want to be a main pop girl, like we're talking about, and get to be on these podcasts and these talk shows, you gotta give us that A-list pop girl pop songs. You gotta appeal to the radio. Uh, you gotta play the game a little bit, and that's what Sabrina needs to do. I think a lot of people will capitalize off a breakup and take it as far as they possibly can, like Ariana Grande with "Thank You Next," and um, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I'm trying to think of someone else who, like Sean Mendes and Camila Cabello, they both re- just released breakup songs. But then she needs she needed to keep that going. Skin was good, but it wasn't so like radio friendly. Like she should have made something more radio friendly and something that will reach everyone to capitalize off that big moment. Like a wise man once said, "Never waste a scandal." And Sabrina Carpenter, she did a good song, but she could have gotten more attention than she wanted. So I think she needs to focus on appealing to the masses more because she had the press to do so but not really the mass appeal sound yeah i completely agree with that i think that well sabrina was supposed to release a song with joshua bassett after the whole scandal 
they were set to release a song and I think that was the stupidest decision they could have made to not release it because if they if they would have released it it would probably would have gone top 10 on the Billboard Hot 100 like not not gonna lie I mean so many people would have been interested to be like oh my gosh Sabrina Carpenter and Joshua Bassett like they're dating they're releasing a song together even if they weren't actually dating they sh- they could have created that press surrounding them and I feel like they just missed out on the opportunity um Sabrina Carpenter is currently planning on releasing her fifth studio album. She has four albums that no one really knows about. And she released them all when she was on Disney. So maybe that's why, because she was signed to Disney when she released them. And Disney artists, I feel like nowadays don't really get a lot of promotion. But now that she's with a new record label, she's signed with Island Records now. I feel like she could make a strong comeback but she needs to have that press behind her. And I feel like she missed the opportunity with that whole scandal. I'm shocked, flabbergasted, floored that she has four albums. I've not even heard a lead single from any of these albums. I can't even name one. How old is she to have four albums? What the fuck? Sabrina Carpenter clearly is focusing way too much on just like putting out maybe music that she likes and for her own individual artistry. And that's fine. But if you're like a Disney baby, like girl, save those songs for when you're a bit older like you got to appeal to the masses right now Ariana Grande would always say her first three albums were simply she was playing the game she's literally said that before she was just trying to make pop hits so everyone know her name so she can live off of that and then get a huge fan base and then release what she really loves which is what she did in like sweetener and like positions so Sabrina should take a note out of that playbook and release Maybe like, not like a sellout album, like Machine Gun Kelly's trying to do with his mainstream sellout album that he's doing right now, but just do something that is going to appeal to the radio, appeal to the masses, because her fans of Disney are the masses, and she's kind of like ignoring them right now, which is like, why would you ignore your built-in fan base that you already have? Exactly. And she's only 22, so I feel like she has so much time to become a star, but I feel like right now is the perfect opportunity for her to just take advantage of that and for her to just i don't know for her to just create those songs but also she posted an r&b cover of her singing on tiktok recently it was her singing an r&b song and so many people in the comments were like you should make an r&b album those were literally like all the comments on those videos and if she listens to those comments i feel like she could have success more success in music because she has the perfect voice for r&b music and a lot of people were, were comparing her voice to Ariana Grande. And Ariana Grande like sings a lot of R&B music as well. So I feel like she should just listen to what her fans are saying. Because I feel like the, I don't know, what, what the general public wants is what you need to listen to if you want to get a hit. At the end of the day, Sabrina Carpenter needs to give the people what they want. They clearly care about her life with the whole Olivia Rodrigo situation. They're like, who's that blonde girl? Who's that blonde girl? She should have told them who the fuck that blonde girl is. She should have gave them what they wanted, made a big moment, and she didn't. And that's why she is still in the bubbling under. These artists are on the bubbling under. She's not in the Hot 100, and she's going to be stuck there unless she makes that necessary change. I completely agree. Let's talk about the next artist on our list, which is Tinashe. Tinashe, I feel like she's been in the industry for so long. Like, she released her first single in, like, 2012 2013 something along those lines so it's been a while since Tinashe first started out in the music business and at first she kind of had a lot of success with her song Chuan but then after that even though she gained a fan base from that she kind of disappeared from the charts a little bit but now she makes really good music in my opinion she makes like alternative R&B music and I feel like she's just very underrated because her albums are are just very different from what we hear in other artists and she's doing her own thing and creating her own individual artistry especially with her newest album 333 it had like a whole theme to it and everything like that and patty actually saw her live so patty what do you have to say about tinashe so I saw Tinashe live and it was really an interesting experience seeing Tinashe at my university, the University of Illinois Urbana-Champaign, because it's not like a, it's a big school, but it's not like a big venue. Like it's not like she was performing for hundreds of thousands or like even like tens of thousands. Like 
she was probably performing for like 50 people to be honest but she killed that stage she's an artist that has so much charisma and talent and so many different factors that she can take over any stage she's performing on and again I didn't know a lot of her songs going into it but I was such a fan afterwards I added so many and I was so excited I was like wow Tanashi is about to grace our school with her presence and a lot of her music I feel like is really unique to her um it it is very danceable it is very like um bad bitch like vibes for some reason I'm not sure why people aren't picking up on it like her songs like Two On was a really big hit. Like, everyone knew that song. It was, like, really, like, sexual and, like, really, like, uh, provocative. Like, I remember one of my teachers in high school were playing the radio for, like, silent, like, like writing time. And Two On by Tanasha came on. And when the schoolboy Q-Burst came on and he was talking about pussy in his mouth and pussy in his brain, he, like, screamed and had to turn off the radio or something. Like, that was, like, really provocative. And her other songs that she's more currently released, like X and Throw a Fit, those songs were very, very good and they were really true to her. But for some reason, they just didn't quite do what they needed to do to break the mainstream. Like Throw a Fit was a, a really big hit and I still listen to it all the time, but it was missing just a little bit of something. Tinashe is someone who I feel like is right on the brink of like exploding and has everything she needs in order to do so. But she is just missing a, a little bit of something. And that's th- that that p- provocateur that two on had. Because let me tell you, seeing her live was a mind-boggling, like, life-changing experience. She was so good. I also feel like she's lacking the support from a major label because Tinashe is an indie artist. She used to be signed to RCA Records, and that's when she released Two On, and she was signed to them for, like, five years. But then she split from them and started releasing music independently. And while her music that she's releasing independently is more authentic to herself... I feel like she still needs that major label support because while she does have a big fan base, she isn't, she hasn't quite reached the mainstream status or I should say like as much as she did when she released two on. So people know who she is, but people don't know her song. So I feel like it's kind of like the opposite of Ava Maxazar Larson where people don't know who those artists are, but they know their songs. But with Tinashe, they know some of her songs or they know it's like the artist but they don't know some of her like newer music that she's releasing. And I feel like she is a performer. I mean, she all of her music videos have the great choreography. If you watch her TikTok video, she's always dancing on there too. And I feel like she has the perfect just like energy of a of a pop star. Even though she sings R and B music, she I feel like she has the mainstream potential. Yeah, like I completely agree. Like Megan Thee Stallion, before she got famous, she was definitely trying to get famous for a little bit. And I feel like Tinashe's songs kind of like are reminiscent of Megan Thee Stallion before she got on a major label, if that makes sense. Like they were missing something that was allowing her to blow up and reach everyone, which could be like higher production, higher promotion, higher just like pizzazz and theme to her whole album, everything in like a more established look. But Tinashe's just missing that one little piece that few people have accomplished without a major label backing. And I feel like Tinashe is one of those artists who are like reluctant to go back to a major label. But I think it could really help her if she signs with the right one, which I know is tricky because even like Megan Thee Stallion hates her label and everything. But I think whatever independent, like what like whatever she's doing independently, she just needs to be like I'm sure she's working extremely hard, but she needs to just add that little extra ness to it and maybe get more like light night performances more like award show performances or something because she has everything it takes because you can tell like her songs are like radio friendly and she really likes what she's doing but they're just not reaching the people they need to reach and that's a shame yeah i feel like nowadays too there are so many deals that you can sign to major labels where you can have creative freedom like tanashi can make sure that if she signs to a major label like she can own her masters or she can just make sure that she releases the music that she actually wants to release. She can negotiate that sort of stuff. And I hope that she does that soon because she clearly loves making music. She's released two albums independently. And I just feel like at this point, like those albums both within her fan base were loved. And I feel like they could be loved amongst more people. Maybe a big collab too. Because like Schoolboy Q was like her really only like big collab besides like Britney Spears. And by the way, Slumber Party was probably one of her bigger hits too. So Tinashe just needs to get herself her foot in the door of like those big collabs because like they work for her. 
So whatever she needs to do to sign that deal with a label that allows her to do what she wants and get that big collab is what she needs to do. But I think of all the artists we talked about today, she's the closest to fully breaking through and having a huge era. I completely agree. She even said that one of her songs on her album, I think it was X, she reached out to Ariana Grande and asked Ariana Grande to feature on it. But Ariana said that she was done recording music for the year and that she was taking a break. And I feel like if she would have gotten Ariana Grande on that song, it could have been so much bigger. So hopefully, like Patty was saying, hopefully she does collaborate with a big artist like Ariana Grande in the future. But we should move on to the next artist on our list, which is Iggy Azalea. So Iggy Azalea really had such a big era in 2014. Like she was ruling the charts. Like any artist wished that they were Iggy Azalea in the year 2014. Like she was number one with Fancy. She also had a huge hit with Problem with Ariana Grande. She was actually number one and two on the chart at once in 2014. Fancy was number one and Problem was number two. So she was essentially like blocking herself from hitting number one. And I think that's just so iconic because it just goes to show how much impact she had that year. But unfortunately... Although she continued releasing music, she stopped having a lot of hit songs after 2014. And she still has a big fan base and she's released some albums independently after splitting from her label. But unfortunately, they did flop a little bit. Yeah, she got pressed in all the wrong way after 2014, unfortunately. But she was one of the first like cancel culture victims. I feel like and that kind of made her label kind of like like weary of her. She got pressed in really wrong ways with her fighting and everything. And then I feel like in 2016 with her album, she wasn't really going as much towards the pop sound with like Mo Bounce and Team. She needed to go more towards pop because that's what people liked from her, unfortunately. Like when Nicki Minaj was starting her career, she stuck to pop for kind of a while. She did like Super Bass and uh, Starships and Iggy in the same summer had like Black Widow and Fancy and those were all pop. But she kind of like left that pop sound that people liked. So like why would she switch it up with that's what people were liking of her, especially in a, at a time when people were against her. So eventually people were against her and she's putting out more like mainstream rap music and that's not what people wanted. So they kind of like left her and then her label kind of like left her backing. So she kind of became independent again. So she didn't really capitalize off what people wanted and staying in their good graces, which kind of like made Iggy fall. But that's not the main point of why Iggy flopped forever. She could have had a comeback this year with her songs like Sip It and... Um, Sally Walker and like I am the strip club and what's the one I've survived the summer that was like kind of doing good cream with like cream and, and everything. She had a lot of like songs, but for some reason she kind of like lost that support. She wasn't on like a major label anymore and she was already in the bad graces of everyone. So people kind of like overlooked her and she wasn't getting pushed out as much, but all these rap girls today, Iggy has a song called uh, thanks I get which is about, like, she gave these rap girls, like, the formula for, like, taking their career off in a really short time. And now everyone forgot her. And she was like, wow, I gave everyone the formula and that's the thanks I get. You guys just forget about me. So people are copying Iggy, like, Lotto and uh, the City Girls. Like, they're making rap songs that are exactly like Iggy Azalea's rap songs, but they're not taking off like Lotto and the City Girls are because people just kind of uh, decided to abandon ship of Iggy and her songs are just as good. And if Iggy had the proper backing, she would be able to reach the status that she used to be at. But unfortunately back then she kind of like ruined it for herself and like other factors that were involved. Yeah. And it's honestly really sad because Iggy last year announced that she was going to retire from music and that her last album was going to be her final album. So I feel like if she would have still had that mainstream success, that wouldn't have happened. Like she would have continued to release music and everything like that. She would still be on the top of people's minds when it comes to music. So it's honestly sad that she chose to just stop releasing music after sort of flopping because she does make good music and she has such a big fan base, especially on Twitter. I see so many people writing for her and she's really popular on social media too. Like she has over 15 million followers on Instagram, on Twitter. Like people love interacting with her. People love her personality and her music videos always do super well. So I feel like she's another artist, like kind of like Tinashe. She just lacks that 
major label support where if she had a little bit more support behind her, she would be a lot bigger. And she has potential to have a lot of TikTok hits too. Whereas, I mean, nowadays, if you get a TikTok hit, you have a hit. You know, you don't need a big radio hit to have a hit in the industry because not many people listen to the radio anymore. Now, if you go on TikTok, that's a lot of people's source for finding new music. So I feel like she has a lot of music that has to, has the potential to become TikTok hits. So I feel like she's the type of artist where if she keeps releasing music, it gives her more of a chance to have one of those TikTok viral hits. Yeah, Iggy's going to have to make a major change if she ever wants to get back in the music scene. I know she said she retired, but theoretically, if she was going to try to get back, just a major change would be something that she'd have to do. She'd have to like get on a label. She'd have to have all this backing. She would have to like reestablish her image. Like I feel like a lot of celebrities have been successful in reestablishing their image on social media, so she would have to like try to like majorly change her presence in the world, majorly change her label and majorly change her sound from like these rap kind of like strip club songs, uh like just like dance club songs. Like she seems to be trying to appeal to more like underground communities like the lgbt and strip clubs and everything like that because that's what she feels like she uh like panders to now like that's what what people like those are her fan bases but she needs to try to get towards the main stream again because i think she can she did it before with many hits and that wasn't a coincidence so i think she can before but like a lot of like major calculated changes is what she would need to do but we know she has it in her because she's made many 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 quality songs and we we saw her live too and we met her and she's so nice she's so enthusiastic and excited to meet her fans and so thankful for them and i feel like her image of her online is not like a good representation of her as a person and the crowd was really excited when we saw her like people were so happy to see her and dancing and they were going nuts for her so i feel like if cancel culture wasn't a thing and like used iggy, iggy azalea as an example she would still be doing like really good so I think she has potential, but unfortunately she did retire. Yeah, she was honestly such a good celebrity to me. Patty and I both asked her to make TikToks with us and she so quickly was like, yeah, of course. Like she was just so nice and she was like Ava. She wanted to have a conversation with us. She made sure to spend at least a couple minutes with each person who was doing the meet and greet. And it was just, it was just, it felt so nice as a fan to like, have that appreciation from an artist who i've been listening to for years so there might be one artist who you guys are expecting patty and i to discuss we discussed thoroughly this artist and we came to the conclusion that this artist should be underrated because she doesn't put enough effort into her releases and she hasn't given what she's supposed to give if that makes sense and this artist is Normani. So exactly what Adam was saying. A lot of you guys probably, a lot of people on Twitter are like, Normani's underrated, Normani's underrated. Like, she should be the Camila of Fifth Harmony. But she is under, she's not very, she's not rated very highly at all. She is underrated, but she deserves her underrating. She's overhype. She just doesn't serve like what Adam was saying. She doesn't serve what she needs to serve. She... I feel like a lot of people are starting to catch on to that too. She doesn't want it bad enough. She doesn't try hard enough. She doesn't even try to like give us what we want at all. She barely releases music. She, her vocals on the songs that she releases are not the best, to be honest. She seems to be held back by herself a lot. Um, and the few singles that she have released, like the only ones that were successful were the ones that she put out with, uh, like in collaboration with like Sam Smith and, um, whoever else she put out oh yeah uh khalid like so i feel like she felt comfort in like waiting because she already had those hits but she couldn't wait forever and now i feel like people are just over her and i hate to say it but her dancing talent that everyone loves her for and her beauty are not going to carry her career they're not going to bring her where she needs to go like where camila is um camila was a star for the harmony for a reason and armani just unfortunately i don't think has the talent blessed upon her like a lot of us don't to be an a-list pop girl and so people are like normani's gonna take off she's gonna you know when she starts like releasing when she's uh finally put something out but i don't think she will when she starts putting something out and maybe that's why she's waited so long but i just don't ever see her taking off and that's why she's underrated for a reason yeah i was thinking about it and it does kind of suck because 
I was a fan of Normani and Fifth Harmony when she was in Fifth Harmony. And when she released the song Love Lies, I was really excited for her because I was like, oh, this is finally like another another Fifth Harmony member whose career is taking off after Camila's because all the other Fifth Harmony girls were kind of flopping or they weren't releasing music. But then there was Normani. And the first song she released outside of Fifth Harmony was, or one of her songs she released was Love Lies. And it reached the top 10 on Billboard, had a great performance at the Billboard Music Awards, and it got her a lot of hype and everything. And I was super excited because I just thought that she was going to have like a big career ahead of her. But then she took a while to release her debut single, solo single, which was Motivation in 2019. And then she didn't release another song for two years after that. And that is way too long to wait in the music industry when you're when you're starting out as an artist. And I get it because... I get that she had a fan base already, like she was already in Fifth Harmony before, but the music industry is so fast-paced nowadays where like you have to keep releasing music like at least a couple times a year, keep, you know, keep trying to get people to have you on the top of their minds. And she's just an artist who like who doesn't really I mean she puts the time and effort into making music videos and performances, like she has dancing and things like that, but like Patty was saying, that cannot carry your career. You need to have the whole X Factor. And that's funny because she was on the show X Factor. But like, yeah, you you really need to have like the whole, the whole like energy of a pop star. You need to have like vocals, the choreography, everything. And even though she does have some of it, I feel like she's just missing a little bit. And I was really excited because last year she released a song called wild side with cardi b and i was excited before she released it because i was like oh my gosh there's like so much hype surrounding this release you know it features like one of the biggest rap girls cardi b but i feel like even wild side didn't give what it was supposed to give i feel like the songwriting just was not good and she could have shown more vocals on it and she just released a new song called fair and with that song too i feel like the vocals could have just been a lot better yeah, I completely agree. I feel like Normani's missing like two major pieces of the puzzle, which is one vocals. I don't think her vocals are bad, but like a lot of people like for some reason have a lot of conversations with Beyond uh with uh, Normani and like Beyonce in the same conversation. And like they're nowhere near each other. Like Normani I feel like was she thrived as a girl group member because she can like uh what her voice lacked, which it does lack a lot, I feel like, could be picked up by the other girls. Like Norma, uh, Camila, for example, I feel like Normani just really thrived as a girl group member, and that's where she would probably reach her peak, unfortunately. But she hasn't shown us much. She's she's tried to show us, um, she's tried to show us individuality as Normani, but there hasn't been a lot of like depth of like emotion or like publicity or PR about what's going on in her real life to attach to the music, along with not the highest quality music at the same time. So I feel like she's missing a lot of pieces of the puzzle that her ex-member Camila has that she, I don't think will ever have. And so if I had to make an estimate, I would say this time next year, Normani will still be in the same position in her career. But I mean, she'll be set for life, like fine with her fan base as she is now because people like her, which is a good thing, but she needs to really elevate and she just hasn't. Yeah, I feel like Normani is just one of those artists, kind of like Tinashe, where they get a lot of Twitter hype. And they, they have performances and tweets about them going viral all the time. And so that's when it, that's why people think that they're underrated, because they see all of that hype on social media. But are they, but, and I mean, like an artist like Normani, is she actually underrated? Because when I think of an underrated artist, I think of an artist who puts so much work into what they're releasing like they release albums after albums and like have so many performances and you know they you can tell that they just work endlessly to achieve their goals but with normani she makes like one song a year she releases you know like she hasn't released her debut album yet and it's been almost five years since fifth harmony decided to go on a hiatus so it's just like i don't know it's i i believe that she's putting in the work to creating the music but why isn't she putting them to work in the work to release the music? You know what I mean? Normani seems a little scared, to be honest. Do you agree? 
Adam agrees. Normani seems scared to fully show her full self. One, I don't know if she doesn't believe in herself. I know we're kind of like shitting on her talents right now. But if she just really put everything into it, showed her whole range of her voice and everything, showed the whole range of her dancing, showed the whole range of her emotion, showed the whole range of her life, she should have a, a PR stunt. She should have some big you know, thing, uh, let us in on her relationship, get in a Twitter fight or something. Show us the personality of Normani that she's afraid to show, that she never really had to show in Fifth Harmony because she was a part of a group. She never really had to show her full vocal because she was in Fifth Harmony, a part of a group. She needs to show her full self, and that's why she's falling behind. And I, I don't really think she wants it bad enough, to be honest. She released, like, two songs in the past, like, three years. Like, Norman, uh, Fifth Harmony would have released, like, four albums in the past, like, two years if that was Fifth Harmony. And maybe she's like worn out from Fifth Harmony or doesn't want to do the same thing as them. But they were successful for a reason because they just kept on putting out music and putting out sounds. So Normani needs to like completely do a 180 shift because the best she's done on Billboard and the best she's done with streams is not very good at all. But for some reason, Twitter is giving her a chance after chance after chance. And she needs to appreciate that because artists like Iggy and um, other artists that we're talking to, like, like Zara and Dove Cameron and like all these artists other girls would die for the amount of support that she's getting that she's just not um and like Ava Max like they would die for the the support she's getting and she's not seeming appreciative of that exactly I mean she should be thankful for like the fan base that she gained from Fifth Harmony the fan base that she's gaining now from Twitter and everything like that because I mean that's what's in the long run going to help her career is the fan base that she already has but now she needs to focus on gaining that fan bo- and expanding that fan base even more as any artist should. I feel like with Camila Cabello, we saw a lot of her personality with the songs that she was releasing like Havana. She showcased a lot of her background and just who she was as an artist, who she wanted to be. But with Normani, I feel like she's still struggling to find her sound because a lot of her songs have been different. Like Motivation was pretty much a pop song. And then she released Wild Side, which was like an R&B song. And I feel like now she's just like, oh, am I pop or am I R&B or do I want to do both? So I feel like she's still trying to like find herself a little bit, which is okay. But I feel like she should be still releasing music consistently in order to just have one of the songs that she releases stick with the general public. Yeah, as what I was saying before, Nomani is scared to be herself. A, a few of the songs that she released before were reminiscent of other girls who have already made it in pop culture because she's scared to be Normani and try to take over the mainstream as Normani. Motivation was reminiscent of Beyonce. She literally referenced Dangerously in Love in the music video for Motivation. Wild Side was uh, reminiscent of Aaliyah. She literally said that. And now she has Fair, which is like her first single that seems like just like trying to be Normani. But to be honest, it was a ballad, but it wasn't really like letting us in that much. The lyrics weren't that deep. It was just like a slower song. So Normani needs to let us in more. She needs to be more confident in her talent, show us everything she possibly has beyond just dancing and her looks. And that is what it's going to take to be successful. Fuck trying to hide behind uh, uh, like recreating what other artists have done or like being in a group. Just be Normani because that's all she's she's got at the end of the of the day. And Camila Cabello, she needs to learn from her. She came from the same exact place. So Camila Cabello, she's really herself. And that rubs people the wrong way sometimes. But Camila's songs are so good and show us the real side of Camila. And that's why she takes off. So Normani needs to take some notes from that if she wants to last. I completely agree. Normani has the talent. She just needs to... And she showcases the talent like in her performance and everything like that. But she just needs to stick with the general public she needs to have a song where people are like oh that is norm as a normani song i want to listen to more normani music and i can't wait to listen to normani's album so patty and i have been talking for almost an hour about all the artists that we think are underrated and that is a lot of time so i want to start wrapping it up now so i just want to say thank you all for listening if you listen to all of this episode thank you so much i know it was probably a lot you might have disagreed with some of our opinions um, I'm sorry if we said anything that you thought was, you don't know, maybe you just like disagreed with us or you thought that some of our opinions were fucking stupid. So I apologize for that. But we offer our own opinions and you can't hate us for that. As a general consumer of music, I am not sorry for anything I said in this. This podcast is for cons- sophisticated consumers of media art. And if you don't agree with what we said, you're clearly not a uh, sophisticated consumer of content. 
that is an aggregate uh uh member of this capitalist society who are trying to make these pop girls go off so if you don't appreciate the system like we do and you're just like ah, they have talent ah, i like their songs get the fuck over it this is for people who are looking at the whole bigger fucking picture the whole bigger motherfucking x factor what it really takes to be a main pop motherfucking girl and the main pop girls are making pop girls for a reason these underrated girls Clearly, we started this podcast with the a message in mind that they're just underrated and we feel bad for them. It's their fault. They're missing something. And it's just factual. Goodbye. This is Patty Pop Culture. Follow me on Snapchat. <laughs> Snapchat. <laughs> I just wanted to say, um, stream the main pop girls that we said were underrated. Stream Zara Larson, stream Eva Max, stream Tanache, whoever else we talked about. I can't remember. Stream their music, make them main pop girls, and we really appreciate that. If you enjoyed this episode, rate it five stars. Why the fuck not? It takes... <laughs> it's so easy to rate it five stars. You just have to click the stars and, you know, click five of them. Read, you know, leave a review if you want to and subscribe to it. That will help me because, like, I'll get subscribers and then you can just, like, know whenever I release an episode and things like that. But thank you all so much for listening to this episode. Really appreciate it. Patty, you have anything else you want to add? Make sure to stream Bam Bam and block Normani from your Spotify. (laughs) (laughs) Stream Bam Bam by Camila Cabello. Help it get to number one on the Billboard Hot 100. It deserves it. Bye. Goodbye.